This is Rising Up with Sonali and I'm your host Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. The United States in recent weeks has expelled thousands of Haitian refugees seeking asylum and more deportations are planned. Tens of thousands of Haitians had gathered in an encampment under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas near the U.S. border with Mexico. Images of U.S. border patrol engaging in violent dispersal of the refugees have sparked international outrage. The Biden administration is expelling the Haitians under a Trump-era rule called Title 42 that has used the COVID-19 pandemic as justification to remove asylum seekers without due process. Meanwhile, Daniel Foote, the U.S. Special Envoy to Haiti, resigned in protest of how Haitian migrants were being treated by his own government. My guest is Jean-Viev Williams-Comrie, Executive Director of Afro-Resistance. Welcome to the program, Jean-Viev. Thank you. So, first of all, why are so many Haitian refugees seeking asylum or attempting to seek asylum in the United States right now? We're hearing not just about the 10 to 20,000 that were uh, recently cleared uh, away out of the, the, under the Texas Bridge very violently, but we're also getting reports now of additional migrants um, entering or at least aiming for the United States. And we know that there has been a lot of political turmoil within Haiti. So if you can lay out for us, why now are we seeing um, a big wave of folks trying to come in? So thank you for that question, Sonali. I think I think it's um, people want to focus on right now, right now. But I think we have to I just want to go backwards for for a second, if I can. I think um, I think the refugee crisis, right? The migration crisis, really the modern one, like the, the, the right now one, it really starts in 1991, 1994, right? Which is where the tensions, right? Start really bubbling up when the coup d'etat starts, right? Around Aristide addressing the United Nations, where he really addresses the, the United Nations. And he says that this, the Haiti's dark past dictatorship ends um where he says that so many haitians have died and this is where the the united um not united nations the united states really sets off and the floodgates open in the region and we see over 38,000 haitians start fleeing haiti and this is where i i want to say that the united states really starts actively messing um, in the waters and people are being processed in the water, something that we hadn't seen before, right? It's, um, and that's in high sea. And we also see that President Bush at that time uses a Supreme Court ruling to say that they can be taken back to Haiti if they're intercepted in high sea, something that was also not seen before. So I think it's just really important to see how the United States starts manipulating it from from then to see what we see today, right? And I understand that right now, President Biden is allowing use of a Trump-era rule called Title 42, Correct. which is essentially, um, even according to DHS head Alexander Alejandro Mayorkas, a public health-related rule, not an immigration rule. Do, do you see this as a continuation of how Haitian refugees and migrants have been treated quite differently even from other immigrants. And of course, the U.S. has been in general unfriendly to immigrants, but it seems as though Haitians are discriminated against even more. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as I said, this sets a precedent also for the region. And I, and I keep on saying the region because what we're seeing now is not just a Haiti and U.S. peace, right? The, the Haitian migrants that we're seeing today have not been just migrating from Haiti into the United States. What we're seeing here is a migration that is coming as far down as from Brazil and from Chile. So when we see over 12,000, 13,000, 14,000 Haitians coming in to Texas, they're not, they're, they have been migrating and not just from 2021, they have been migrating as early as 2010 and beyond, right? 2010 up to 2021 from countries, as I said before, from, from Chile and from Brazil. They have families that are migrating together with children that have been born in these countries from 2017, 2016, and they have been migrating on foot. What has been happening also recently is that tens and thousands of these Haitians, right, that are coming from Chile, Venezuela, Brazil, and other South American nations are finding it very hostile to live in these countries now and believe, right, that in the United States, it's a little bit better. So that's what we're seeing now. So the why now is that because of the United States, hostilities in these countries, because of the pandemic as well, it has been creating a political, economic, um, social and cultural hostile environment. And now the tip of the pressure cooker has been turned, has been taken off. Mm. And what, what we see now is what we are seeing in the media right now. Let's talk about the very disturbing images that emerged from the way in which Border Patrol agents cleared the bridge in Texas where many migrants had been taking refuge. Uh, a lot of folks likened this to the treatment of uh, you know, horseback riding white slave patrollers um, from this nation's history and the way in which uh, people were, uh, these Haitian refugees seeking asylum were treated, were pushed. Um, Initially, people thought that they were being whipped. It was the long reins of the horses uh, that I understand were essentially used as whips. It was very, very disturbing images that were even critiqued by President Biden. Um, but, um, you know, I'm wondering if you think that this uh, this is mostly lip service from Democrats who have been embarrassed by the visuals, the, the disturbing optics of, of, the, of the treatment that they're essentially allowing. I, I honestly believe that no matter what party is in power, these things will continue. Um, and Afro-resistance, we believe that this is concretely a human rights violation and an issue. Um, these are asylum seekers. These, these people have landed on US territory and they have been denied their due process. They, um, they have been, the President Biden has, you know, basically hidden behind, um, you know, the excuse of using the pandemic um, to basically deport people without giving them their due process. That is, you know, of course, that, you know, Joe Biden said that he, that Haiti is a friend of his. He also mentioned that race and racial discrimination is a thing of the past, that he's really going to, um, I can't quote him verbatim, but he mentioned that um, racial equity. He is going to work really hard to heal the wrongs of the past during his inauguration um, speech. Um, something to, he alluded to something like that. And this is not the way to do it, right? 
Um, so I really would like to to for people to to really see what is happening and to hold people accountable. The vote in the United States shouldn't be given lightly to anybody. And I feel that it's time to hold elected officials accountable, but not just in by saying it, but actually by doing it and showing it. And we owe Haiti that because Haiti fought for us and we have to show up for Haiti. I also want to, to be clear, right? Um, there is a convention, right, on the rights of migrant um, workers and members of their family, and that includes children and that, that includes women. Um, the United States has not signed it, of course. All these, the articles within all these conventions, these international conventions, which are legally binding, all the articles are being violated. And these human beings that are at the border would be basically protected by all these legally binding um, protections there. And it, it's heartbreaking because, you know, the United States who says that it's the beacon of human rights is also the, one of the biggest violators of human rights. And I, I would like our, our listeners to really think and reflect about that. Why are some human beings more deserving of rights than other human beings? And there are people, there are people that are now standing and being deported back to a, a, a dilapidated country. And that, that brings me to my next question, which is what has happened to the vast majority of those, the people that were basically, you know, they, they talk about the the area under the bridge being cleared, which is a sort of a dehumanizing way to approach it, cleared of, you know, these are human beings, not cattle. And where have they been pushed off to? Um, what could President Biden do without having to rely on Congress? Because we know that that is a, you know, they can't even uh, decide on or agree on funding the government, let alone actually passing comprehensive immigration reform. So outside of legislation, what could President Biden do to address this emergency right now with the stroke of a pen? Legalization. Legalization. Um, the United States can do it. It can be done in a very equitable and humane way. And Biden can um, do this without congressional approval? I mean, wouldn't he need to go through Congress? It would have to go through Congress, of course. Um, but right now, asylum can be can be granted um, to people that are that are in need. Um, there is due process that can be that can be granted um, to people that are that are you know the same the same the same way that people that come in from other countries seek an asylum and they have they can be granted their rights and their due process um, as soon as they land in the United States. The same that that same due diligence and rights can be granted to people of Haiti that are here. So well, essentially, it's it's under international law, right? That people have the right to seek asylum. These Haitian right. refugees are being turned away and not allowed to even apply or even submit their applications for asylum under this Title 42, I understand, that we addressed earlier. And, and, and Biden uh, and the Democrats appear to sort of be throwing their hands up in the air when it's under Biden's purview to simply lift Title 42, right, and say, well, it doesn't apply to Haitian, these Haitian uh, refugees. They could simply be allowed to apply for asylum. Correct. 
Correct. He could just they're using it. They're using it as an excuse um, under because we're living under a pandemic. They're using it. Using just it like as Trump a, did. I mean, how exactly. is there a difference then between Trump there and Biden on immigration? There is no difference. The difference. There is no difference. Um, this is to us. This is a racial justice issue. To us as Afro resistance, I say this is a racial justice issue. Um, this is an economic justice issue against people of Haiti. Um, and you have to, I think people have to reflect that as to the whys, right? Yeah. Um, the United States has, has the resources to be able to do it and to be able to support. Um, and it can, and it has the will. There's enough people in the United States that have shown that we want to support our Haitian brothers and sisters, and we have the will to do it. We saw many groups, including the Haitian Bridge Alliance and many other groups like Afro Resistance, for example, that have shown up that we want our Haitian brothers and sisters to be able to stay. Um, there's enough, we pay enough in taxes to also sustain our Haitian brothers and sisters. Um, there's a lot of structures that, you know, have recently increased their budgets that could be decreased to sustain our Haitian brothers and sisters while their asylum um, process, you know, is um, while they're going through their asylum process, I should I should say. Mm -hmm. um, now, what about temporary protected status, TPS? Um, this has also been a fight um, around Haitian immigrants living here in the United States under TPS over and over again. We've had successive presidents threatened to withdraw the protection, um, which would have res would result in, you know, people living here for many years, having to go back to a country that remains unstable. Is TPS, a, and, and I understand that uh, the Department of Homeland Security um, did this year announce a uh, new TPS designation for Haiti for 18 months. Is this a sort of long-term protection that Haitians entering the United States might be able to obtain given the political instability in Haiti? I do not know if, I do not know if the people that are coming in would qualify for the, for a TPS. Um, I, I'm not a TPS expert. Sure, I yeah. So it could be possibly uh -huh. a long-term protection. Correct. Now, I do know, again, that the TPS um, plight and, and fight is one that is very, it seems to be very biased against the people of Haiti, that every 18 months, it's the same plight over and over, while other countries don't have to go through the same application process. Sometimes it's almost, it seems that it's almost automatic. Um, so you also have to wonder exactly why is this? that some countries like Haiti, um, the, the advocacy has to be so intense and heightened for it to be extended. And some countries, it's just like, it's a rollover and a continuation. Um, but for Haiti that has actual like hurricanes devastations um, that are almost yearly, it's a continued plight. Um, and sometimes it's up to the wire that it's not extended. As I said, I'm not a TPS expert, um, so I do not know the, the actual qualifications for, for people to apply for, for TPS. 
It's um, given, it seems, that the migrants and refugees from Haiti are treated in uh, much worse than uh, other non-Haitian migrants. Even Human Rights Watch has released a report uh, clearly stating that the Haitian migrants are facing discriminatory treatment. What can Americans do right now to support these refugees and migrants. I mean, you know, we read about the U.S. war in Afghanistan and Afghan refugees and people scrambling to support them. This is happening right here on our border. And it seems as though the U.S. bears culpability in Haiti's instance as well, given the interference, the political interference in Haiti, you know, since you mentioned going back to uh, the coup against Aristide, there is a responsibility, right, that Americans ought to feel about the reasons why Haitians might be fleeing. And so what are some of the ways that you can suggest that people can support politically and or in a humanitarian way refugees seeking asylum right now? One, I think it's get informed. Um, a lot of times um, people don't have the, the right information. Um, we see a lot of images, but we don't, we don't always read um, accurate information. So I think one of the first things is to get accurate information about what's at stake and what has happened in Haiti. Um, the second thing is like where how how does the how does government work in regards to making decisions? There is a lot of misinformation around processes around um, asylum seekers versus immigrants that are that are in the country and how people get here. Do they fly? Do they migrate? You know how how do people arrive at, in different situations? I think it's um, getting accuracy in how people relate language to to actual like people migrating is important. Um, and also, and um, and also, how who your members of Congress are, right? So also, um, how do decisions get made that you can get activated and find out who are the Haitian organizations in this case, right? Who are the Haitian organizations that are doing the work in your community? Who are the immigrant rights organizations? that are looking at black migration not all immigrant immigrant rights organizations are looking at this issue for what it is if you're active in them please start questioning them why is this not an issue haiti is such an important country and haitian migrants are such a large um, part of the migrating um, community that more organizations should be advocating for 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 haitian immigrants so start getting them activated and get yourself activated and also um, link to u.s foreign policy find out why is haitian migration a regional piece and not only a u.s piece as i said before people are not migrating straight from haiti into the united states it's a global piece and u.s foreign policy is also driving migration from other countries into the United States. Are there immigrant rights groups that are specifically supporting Haitian refugees uh, and, and in general, black migrants and refugees? Because as you mentioned, unfortunately, a lot of immigrant rights groups have had a blind spot on black immigration. Um, Haitian Bridge Alliance is um, one of the ones that is has been active on the ground. So I would suggest get active with Haitian Bridge Alliance resource-wise, please make sure to donate to them. Afro Resistance has also been sharing a lot of information. We have people on the ground in, for example, Colombia that has been gathering information and reporting to us 
Um, for example, in Colombia, they're currently criminalizing anyone that provides housing, food, and any form of aid to Haitians. You know, that sounds... And this is one of the countries that Haitian migrants are going through as they might be heading to the U.S. Correct. So that sounds like a lot of what was happening here in the United States a few years ago that we were fighting against, right? Where anybody that was helping um, immigrants was also being the threat of us being criminalized, right? So that's happening right now in Colombia. Um, You have Black Alliance for Peace as well that has been covering a lot of this information. But and all these organizations coincidentally are black led. Right. Um, And all these organizations, coincidentally, right, are also under resourced and uh, overworked. So get activated with us. Well, Jean-Vierre, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Give out a website for Afro Resistance. Absolutely. www.afroresistance.org. A-F-R-O. Resistance. Thank you so much. We'll link to that from our website. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with John Biev, Williams Comrie, Executive Director of Afro Resistance. And we've been discussing the situation of Haitian refugees seeking asylum in the U.S. and how the Biden administration is giving them the Trump treatment. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.